This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts. Located at 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. In the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the way to go You also can't see if they just know where to go It's the creature Welcome to the Supernatural Creatures Lore Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all the monsters, mythology, creatures that go bump in the night, dedicated to the CW series Supernatural, which is entering its 14th season in about a week or so. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. In tonight's episode, we are discussing Devil's Gates, and uh, the episode in particular, Mel has the episode synopsis for us. Season 2, episode 22, All Hell Breaks Loose, part 2. Dean must deal with the aftermath of the fight between Sam and Jake, played by Aldous Hodge. The demon and his spirits threaten to overtake the hunters. This was like a big episode in season two. I mean, this was huge because Sam was dead and Dean basically makes his deal in order to um, bring his brother back to life and he sells his soul for a year. Um, but, uh, I remember this being, like, a huge, 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 uh, episode when it aired, because the fever of Supernatural fandom was at its highest at this point. Yeah. I, I remember it was absolutely heart-wrenching. I, I feel like they always ended the seasons, especially in the very beginning, like, you didn't know if there was going to be another season. Uh, yeah, Definitely. Um, okay, what, uh, basically we're going to be talking about Devil's Gates. What information about Devil's Gates do you, were you able to find? And Devil's okay, Traps. I lost my original notes, but I have notes right here. Okay. That the traps from the show are, uh, they resemble the first pentacle of Mercury and the key of Solomon. The pentacle, this particular pentacle, the Key of Solomon, invokes spirits of the earth. So they are heavily based on something very real, which I I thought it was just a pentacle and they made up, you know, the Enochian symbols and put them inside, but they actually do resemble something very real. Um, you, uh, in your photo shoot, when you uh, first came on the show, you basically had, like, what looked like a devil's trap below you. And that was all done in your garage, too, wasn't it? It was. It's actually still painted in my garage. The devil's trap that they open up actually happens to be, um, the, you know, it's not just, excuse me, sorry. It doesn't have to be just some little marking on the floor. It's pretty big. It, it takes up a large part of land, doesn't it, in the episode? It does. It does. It The one in the episode was huge. They needed the cult in order to uh, open it, too, because the cult basically acted like a key. Yeah. 
Uh, the key of Solomon in Latin, clavis Solomonis or clavicola Solomonis is Hebrew. Uh, it's is a grimoire or a book of magic attributed to King Solomon, probably dating to the 14th and 15th century. Um, there's a website called thehunting.wordpress.com. Are you familiar with it? I'm um, Cafe Press, yeah. No, I have thehunting.wordpress.com. What do you have? Oh, I thought I, I thought I heard Cafe Press. I don't know how I heard that. Um, uh, I'm not familiar. Okay, so the how to use it. The Devil's Trap is an excellent way to prison a person who is possessed by a demon. We can we only urge you consider having some holy water to hurt the demon, and make it not use its powers to break the seal. Burying the demon is not the only thing you should do to help the person. The rite of exorcism must be read facing the demon and send it straight to hell. Uh, and the exorcism spell is in Latin, and I'm not even going to try to read it. <laughs> uh, in English, uh, since many hunters have been asking for it, we exorcise you. Every impure spirit, every satanic power, every incursion of the infernal adversary, every legion, every congregation, and diabolical sect. Therefore, a cursed dragon and every diabolical legion, and we adjourn you, cease to deceive human creatures and give them the poison of eternal damnation. Now, again, what we're talking about is a devil's trap, and that's a slightly different than the devil's gate, but they're, they kind of look exactly the same, so that's why we happen to be mentioning them in the uh, same context. So the idea of devil's traps, or trapping malevolent evil forces, has actually been across all religions and all centuries, really, uh, dating back to the ancient Babylonians and the Zoroastrians and, of course, the Jews. The uh, Jewish people, um, they created Dybbuk boxes, which is discussed there's later a, on. There's a movie starring uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan about a Dybbuk box. Yeah. Um, do you remember the name of it? We're not talking about The Conjuring. No, this is not The Conjuring, but this is a movie starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I believe, after he played, um, the comedian in Watchmen, and before he was, definitely before he was cast as Nero in, uh, the, uh, The, the, the Walking Dead. I'm not familiar with it then. I think it is, if I have it correctly, The Possession. It's The Possession. It came out in 2012. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know why I couldn't think of that one. Also stars um, Kira Sedwick. Um, his daughter is at a yard sale, and she picks up a uh, the Jewish wine box, the Dybbuk. Uh, a young girl buys an antique box at a yard sale, unaware that inside the collectible soul, the collectible lives, uh, sorry, the collectible lives a malicious ancient spirit. The girl's father teams with his ex-wife to find a way to end the curse upon the child. Uh, the movie I would... I believe that's based on a true story. It is based on a terrifying true story that a lot of people wish Hollywood had actually made that movie and not the one they did because they thought the one that they did was a little bit too Hollywood. Um, yeah. the, uh, the actor who plays the Jewish priest in the movie is a famous uh, Jewish rapper named... Um, oh, God, of course. A stupid uh, promo for Jack Ryan constantly comes up. Um, Matt... Mattis Yahoo. Yahoo. He's a famous Jewish rapper. You can find his uh, work on YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, his stuff's actually really good. I, I actually really enjoy it, and I am not a fan of rap or hip-hop. 
Matt and Yahoo. Sorry, that's how you pronounce it. It's Matt and Yahoo. Uh, but uh, yeah, check him out. He plays the Jewish uh, the the the. If I say Jewish rabbi, that sounds redundant because you can only be a you can only be a Jew to be a rabbi. So yeah. I will just say the rabbi in the movie, the young rabbi in the movie, because it's basically kind of like The Exorcist, where you have a young priest and an old priest. You have a young a rabbi and an old rabbi, uh, and that was like a big deal for a lot of people to see him in that movie because he's 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 kind of a niche. He's got like a niche following. But uh, the possession, based on the true story, there was an article written in Entertainment Weekly when the movie came out. And do you, have you ever heard of the radio show called Coast to Coast AM? I think I have. Coast to Coast AM, for anyone not familiar with it, is a radio show that talks about everything that we basically have talked about on this podcast, but not connected to a television show on the CW. They talk about it like it's for shit real. Now, over the last several years, they have gotten further and further away from talking about like mole men living in the center of the earth ufos aliens conspiracies and stuff like that and they talk about a wide range of things um still somewhat uh x-file-ish but they don't nearly talk about as crazy of subject matter as they used to hell they used to have a, a guy who sounded like satan call into the show every once in a while uh pretending to be satan to talk to them <laughs> um, oh my goodness it was all so much fun it's on at like 1 a.m so if you're up doing 1 a.m feedings uh like mel and you're a new parent then you should totally turn this uh turn this show on um they interviewed uh somebody who was involved with the real story of the divic box Wow. Yeah. And again, go look up the... I'm not going to get into a massive details about it because it deviates from the subject at hand, but look up the true story behind the 2012 movie The Possession to find out more about it because it is a truly terrifying story. Okay, so other uh, cultures have done similar things that are considered, in a way, a devil's trap. It's not so much a pentacle on the ground or a pentacle of mercury but uh have you ever seen god's eyes no what's that it's kind of like a a dream catcher except it's made with usually by children with popsicle sticks and yarns apparent yarn apparently that's considered a type of uh devil's trap well you know evil spirit trap dream catchers are listed though i thought that was for dreams, um, bottle trees, paint trees of the American South with bottles into which demons could not resist entering where they become trapped. In Tibet, they craft ram skulls, in the, and the natives of the Pacific Northwest hollow out bones to capture evil spirits. I recently found out there's an actually an IFC midnight release movie that came out this year called Devil's Gate. Um, what unholy forces lies locked away in a crumbling, bloody, trapped, middle-of-nowhere farmhouse? When a woman and her son mysteriously vanish, FBI agent Daria Francis, played by Amanda Shull, is dispatched to the small town of Devil's Gate, North Dakota, to investigate the, sus the number one suspect, religious fanatic Jackson Pitchhead, played by Milo uh, Ventimiglia, who you might know from Heroes, husband and father of the missing persons. But when Francis and local deputy Colt, played by Sean Ashmore, arrive at uh, Pitchard's uh, uh, foreboding property, they discover much more than they bargained for lurking in the basement. 
unfolding over the course of 24 hours, 24 delirious hours, this head-spinning sci-fi creature feature hits viewers with a uh, bonkers blitzkrieg of gender-bending twists and turns. This actually kind of sounds kind of sounds kind of cool. And I have said IFC midnight releasing films are usually pretty good. Again, it came out earlier this year. Wow. Yeah. And I like Sean Ashmore. Um, him and his brother are in various projects. They're twin brothers, so uh, a lot of people get the two confused sometimes. But uh, mm. I do like both of them. Okay, so I'm reading about where the the drawing of the devil's traps, like on a floor, <clears throat> began. Yeah. And apparently this began in medieval Europe, where they believed that the symbols would draw in a demon's curiosity and seal it into a never-ending loop within the symbol, where they just stay forever reading the symbols. If you try and look up Devil's Gate, um, it the information is very sporadic, and most of the time you're going to come up with a lot of Hollywood-related stuff. Um, have you ever seen the TV series Winona Earp? I haven't. I I think I I scrolled past it once though. Um, it's uh basically the great great granddaughter of Wyatt Earp, the famous gunslinger and lawman, oh, okay. and she has like a mystical gun that can like put demons back in hell. And there's like a devil's gate that surrounds her town, and uh, she has to keep the demons inside the devil's gate. Usually, whenever I've tried to look up devil's gates before, it leads you to a location near Roanoke, Virginia where it's supposedly you can get into the seven gates of hell from a cemetery there, but it's, um, it's just a dilapidated cemetery. We have a, um, what belie- what's believed to be a uh, devil's uh, gate um, here in Massachusetts, not very far from this radio station. Right below Worcester Airport, there's a place called uh, Spider's Gate, and huh. the urban legend is that there is no urban legend. I'm sorry, there is no uh, supernatural force to this, by the way, but you can go there at your own free will. The reason why it's called Spider's Gates is because the wrought iron gates that surround the cemetery look like spider webs, but a lot of people also say, um, it actually looks more like a sunspot, or like a sun <laughs> spiral, but that's okay. Interpret it as you will. Um, it belie- they believe that urban legend was started that it is the thinnest veil between here and the spirit world. Walk, hmm. walk. I guess, so you don't have to wait till Halloween. You can, you know, check it out there. I suppose. Now, if you type in Calvary Cemetery, which is the cemetery that uh, the big battle happens in episode, the episode All Hell Breaks Loose, there... If you, Mel, do yourself a favor. On Google, type in Calvary Cemetery based on your location and tell me what you see. Because I have five locations in Massachusetts. I have, sorry, I have three locations in Massachusetts alone. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to take me to Calgary, Canada? No, Calvary. Calvary Cemetery. Oh, Calvary. Calvary yeah. Cemetery is the cemetery Calvary. that, again, they, they the Devil's Gate is in in this episode. Okay. It's showing me District Heights, Maryland, and Brooklyn Park, Maryland. Right? So there's a Calvary Cemetery in almost every single state, it seems. Yeah, and right here, it's like within 100 miles of each other. Right. So we're... Within 50 miles. I'm in Massachusetts, and you're in Virginia, and there's already five listings of Calvary Cemeteries. Um, But I believe this cemetery is supposed to be taking place in, uh, like, their hometown of Lawrence or so. No, it's in southern Wyoming, right? 
Um, I thought it was Kansas. I'm not sure. That what that the the final battle for the episode takes place? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Wyoming's most haunted cemetery is according to 101.9 King FM. Um, there's a Calvary Cemetery in South Portland. Uh, Mount Calvary Roman Catholic Cemetery in Wyoming. So maybe that is where this takes place. Of course, we obviously know it takes place at a soundstage or some location. They call it that. But uh, according to uh, Google, there is a Calvary Roman Catholic Cemetery in uh, Wyoming, Wyoming, Lambton County, Ontario. Hmm. Um... I wonder if there's a crypt though, but the, the the gate that says the Calvary Cemetery looks like the the entrance to it looks very yeah. similar to the one in the episode that we're talking about. Interesting. I wonder if that's where they uh, they filmed the outside of it. Mm. Um, maybe just exterior shots and stuff because it mostly yeah. has to do with like this little hut or something like that where all the spirits start coming out of. Yeah. Because that's where John Winchester also crawls his way out of too. Played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, as we mentioned. Yeah. And this will be the last time we see Jeffrey Dean Morgan play John Winchester. Oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought of that, yeah. Yeah, this was the last time. The time we see Daddy Winchester. Yeah. I'm totally cool. Ever since he became Negan on Walking Dead, I'm I'm not really too much of a fan. I'm not a fan of the last few seasons of The Walking Dead in general. It just has not... I haven't watched it. it. It just hasn't struck me as... Anything fantastic. Do we have any other great information about Devil Gates or maybe just any more useful information about Devil's Traps? I do not have any more information about Devil's Traps. Gotcha. Um, the uh, the MacGuffin for the episode obviously is also the cult, uh, which we have brought up several times before. Um, the cult was manufactured using like the or from like a meteor or something by Daniel Colt back during the Old West. Um, I've had this debate with many people online that there were, there have been like three attempts at a supernatural spinoff and everyone's like, what's the third one? And I said, well, the Eric Kripke wanted to make a Colt, Daniel Colt series, like a prequel to Supernatural set during the I Old West. I would watch that. But it didn't happen. I mean, it was a uh, a project he had talked about, which I guarantee he was probably in some type of pre-production on or script writing on to make that happen, or at least an outline to, you know, give us that type of spinoff. So, but uh, it seems like the studio didn't want to do that. And then, of course, recently, uh, last season, they were supposed to do that spinoff starring Wayward Sisters, you know, the girls of Supernatural. And it got canceled. It got canceled before it, before it, it could go to, go to a series. All that was ever made was the pilot. Now, fans are, were hoping that the season 13 box set would have the pilot on it, but yeah. as, as far as I'm aware, there was no pilot for Wayward Sisters on the season 13 box set. Boo. Yeah. Um, supposedly season 14 or 15 will be the final season of the show, thank God, because the show has gone on way too long. Yes, I'd I know, that's cool an unpopular opinion. I'd be cool with it going on another 50 years. What was that? I'd be cool if it went on another 50 years. Why do you have to say that? Why would? Why do we need to drag this show out for so much longer? It's I like, think it should go back to its roots. Yeah, and their roots are not having Dean become the vessel of Michael, finally. Oh, wow, that was a plot line from 10 years ago. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, look, it's finally come full circle. Don't you understand how important this is? I'm like, what, you mean that plot line they completely dropped in the fifth season? 
that Eric Kripke left the show on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but 14 years, you know, 10 years later, we're coming back to a plotline from season 5 in season 14 that, honestly, the show was great from seasons 1 to 5, and then it kind of went through a roller coaster through season 6 to 14. I agree. Um, yes, there are good episodes in seasons 6 through 14. Uh, sorry, yeah. 6 through 13, excuse me. We haven't seen 14 yet. There's only one good episode in season four, 13. It was Scooby Natural. Um, I couldn't even... I haven't seen it yet. I thought you saw Scooby Natural. Oh, I have, I've seen Scooby Natural. I haven't seen episode... Oh, well, season 13. Okay, so right. you saw... But you saw the one episode from season 13. Yeah. Okay. Um... The, the the last good episode before the season 13 Scooby Natural episode was the Chuck God episodes. Yeah. And before that, which that, by the way, was season uh, 11. Uh, before that... That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then the last... Before that, it was in season 10, we had the 200th episode. Yeah. Which was the uh, meta fan, fan fiction episode. Hmm. I'll need to see that one. That's the musical. That, that's the episode where the, the Sam and Dean go to the all girls school who are putting on the play of Supernatural. Oh, I thought it was episode one hundred. No, that's episode two hundred. That makes more sense. Yes, that was episode two hundred. That was the ep- that was the season where Dean uh, had become a demon. Yeah. Which was, by the way, really good. Not so good is when he becomes an angel. It's like, no, what? So he was a demon. Now he's an angel. What is he going to become next? A vampire? Oh, he was already a vampire. What's next? A werewolf? I, I mean, <laughs> there's, it's like every five minutes, it's just, they just keep doing the same thing. It's like, oh, he's a demon now. He was a vampire. Now he's an angel. How are we going to get it out of him? This will last for two episodes and nothing else will come of it. That's pretty much all the time we have here tonight on Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Don't forget, you can join us on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore group page where you can leave your comments about episodes, if you have any tidbits of information about Supernatural, or if you want to argue any of the points you heard about why I think Supernatural needs to end finally and stop being dragged through the mud, that's Do fine it. too. Chat with us. Yes. Uh, I don't think it should go for another 50 seasons, crazy Mel. <laughs> um, and you can also uh, send us a tweet at Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Don't forget, we're also on Patreon. You can send a donation to the Radio Horror Patreon page and become a sustaining member of the Radio of Horror network of shows. The pay, you know, even just for a dollar or two, there are prizes that will be given away if you donate more. And if you're a business and you'd like to become an underwriter for the Radio Horror network, you can. Uh, your spot will be played on Supernatural Creatures and Lore, the Lost Boys Movie Minute podcast, the Dead TV podcast, which I do with my co-host Mistress Zeneca, and Dr. Chris's Radio of Horror on WCW 91.3 FM in Worcester. Thank you once again to Mel Heflin for for, uh, co-hosting with me for this episode covering Devil's Gates. Thanks as always. In the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of all hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the wind go You also can't see if they just know where to go It's the creature